Hey, it's BT Patel from a Gemini. My guest today, one of my favorites in the whole world, comedian Rena Calm. <laughs> we have a great time. It's two Geminis together. You're gonna love this episode. Plain, <laughs> plain and simple. Rena lives out of a car for the last three years doing comedy. Get her comedy album, Comedy. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love this episode. Enjoy Rena Calm. <laughs> two. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tales from a Gemini. It's BT and my guest. I, I, I think I respect no one more in the game to this uh-uh. day than you because you put the work in. When I say put the work in, you put the work in. One of my favorite people because, you know why? Because she's silly and I love <laughs> silly. No, there's comics where like, I've had them on and I'm like so disappointed because they're always kind of silly. I'm like, the fuck are you doing, dude? Just, you know, it's supposed to be fun and they're... And, but you, you come in and you're just silly, and I love it. Let's have some fun. My guest is the ever comparable road dog herself, Rena Calm. <laughs> you are, man. Hey. You're the road dog, but man, I love it because you come in and you're silly. You don't get silly from a lot of people, especially comics. Like, I, I, I love silly. I love all kind of comedy, but man, I just love people that are silly. And if you're a comic, I like I like comics to be silly, like offstage, like this motherfucker's the same person on, as offstage, and that's what you are. Oh, man, that means so much. I mean, it takes one to know one. You know, you yeah. work really hard at being silly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I just was getting silly with it, getting loose. I don't know. Not all this is going to make sense. Not all this is going to track. Get on the ride. Uh, also, I'm so happy to be it's nice out today i think that's helping my mood too to feel a little bounce in my step doesn't it yeah. doesn't it i mean there's something i mean february usually is, is always still kind of gray but for some reason i feel like this february I, and this is just a feeling i have a feeling that it's going to start getting a little bit warmer every week and you know it's getting lighter a little bit later that minute and that and that makes every all the difference in the world yeah because that gray that january gray it's just yeah. it, it just it, you know i think the best was uh, Counting Crows had the best line ever. He goes, something about the winter makes you talk a little slower, makes, makes you, you laugh, laugh a little, little lower. lower. Right? Yeah. And then the mar- and then March comes in and, and the air gets a lot lighter. And and like I said, you get that pep in the step. And, and you know, and it's like the song, The Rose, man. You know, it's like the rose is starting to bloom. <laughs> and it does. I know it sounds corny, but it gets, it, but it, it's the truth. That rose is symbolic of life. It's like, then it's like the rose starts to come up through the ice or whatever, through the cold. And yeah. there it is. It's spring. Everybody's happy in the spring. But like Poison says, every rose has its thorn. <laughs> and I think what we got to do now, the challenge is to take, <laughs> you got to take this pop of good fortune and good energy and bright light and hold it with you because there's going to be a couple more cold ones. You're going to have a couple more. We're, we're like, okay, this is it. We're going up. Opera momentum. But there's going to, healing is not linear. So. <laughs> now I just want to know, when did you start quoting poison? Because I, I quoted Lita Ford to you yes. last time. You were like, who? And I go, uh-huh. it's a woman rocker back in the 80s who were like, there was like maybe, maybe three women. It was Joan Jett, Pat Benatar, and Lita Ford rocked that shit. Went to a party on Saturday night. Uh-huh. Didn't get laid. I got in the fight. Uh-huh. I mean, what woman? Back in the eighties, yeah. What woman said that? Who didn't get laid? A guy in the fight. Uh huh. The kind of bitch I would hang out with. Can I say that? <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you want to say? That's, that's why I fucking love you, man. Because honestly. It's like watching you on stage. And honestly, I watch you different now because I know how you live your life. I know like you live out of the car yeah. and, I know how the, and I know how the road will beat you down. So when you came to Healing a couple weeks ago and we were on the same, we were on the same night, 
I was watching you to see if a little bit of glimmer had left your eye. Like, oh. I, like, like I, I can I can spot that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like game recognize game. Yeah. And uh, and I was watching. I said, did any you know did any glimmer leave? Uh, did, you know, you could just tell like maybe it's starting to get to her. And it didn't. No, and, I've been and, set ablaze. And it, I've got more fire than I have for comedy in a while. I, it seems that way. When I watch you on stage, I go, this motherfucker is bringing a fast. But ball. let's say I've gotten that. And that's a. am very feeling fortunate to have that and experience that and like want to dive into that further. But that's coming from an ability I've had to learn to compartmentalize doing comedy versus the business. Because I don't have that fire in my eyes for some of the business on the back end. Like, this is one of the good things we get to do. That's like, this is a great time. And also, I'm happy to be in a good mood today because I feel like the last time when we were getting to know each other, getting to know me a little bit better is like, oh, you really want to know what's behind the curtain? Because it's like a clown show of depression and, you know, mental health problems. But like, yeah, let's have fun with it. No, but I love that, though, because I mean, but that's what I love, though, because it's like we're both Gemini. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and even though you're a woman, like I can understand all the stuff that to a point of what, of what you're going through, like to a point. You know I actually I mean? had my birth chart, like my horoscope chart, my full chart for the first time this last year on that CoStar app. I don't know if you've used it. No, but I don't know any apps. I've never felt so accurately read from like all of the different, once I had my birth time, as I was born in Israel, so I wasn't even sure of my time of birth. I'm a Gemini sun and a Gemini moon. So I'm like four people up in here. Oh, okay. Shit. Oh <laughs> shit. So like, like what kind of, okay. So what, what does it mean? Like what kind, like your, your uh, personalities, what? I I mean, I just I, like Gemini means duality, but right. your sun and your moon are your most influential elements. So I think I have like dual duality, if that makes sense. Dual duality. Oh, explain that to me, please. Just like, you know, like forality. <laughs> Quadrality. Is that like four loco? <laughs> yeah, I'm four loco. I'm four loco. Yeah. Uh, all for one, all four loco. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't really know enough about it to speak on it in a way that wouldn't get somebody agitated if they did know more, as a lot of people do. Uh, but CoStar is a great app, okay. number one. I okay. like that. Okay. And yeah, it just really, it, what I learned the most about myself from that chart reading is less what I can say about like how it all works and more that I am like, planetarily inclined I'm astrologically inclined to be like hyper fixated on my relationships like my romantic life and stuff like that okay and I always was like when I read it I'm just like oh so everybody's not thinking like this all the time (laughs) like I'm just I'm made this way I'm just crazy like I can't let it go I can't stop thinking about the person I'm thinking about like I don't know. I'm not dating anybody right well, now. The, honestly, you know what? I wasn't even going to go there. Uh, and for two reasons. Because, for, <laughs> one, reasons. <laughs> for one, for one, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I just felt like, eh, why? Right. And two, it was like, because I, I saw that, uh, uh, that on your site, on your on IG. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. That, well, I don't know. I was in... I don't know if it's in St. Louis, or whatever, but it was on AM. Yeah, yeah. And the guy was like, So uh you have time to date? I mean, how do you have a you know come for a fella? And I was like, for some reason it just struck me as kind of like creepy. It was and, and, and you it's every time they always the AM radio dudes that have like a lady sidekick. Because they're old school. They're old school and they like can't fathom like they have a lady sidekick there who's there to be like, hey, push back on some of this stuff. I don't know about that, John. <laughs> like that's their role. Like I eat vanilla ice cream and then I come in here and I'm like, hmm, that's silly, you boys. And but they ultimately are just there to like pad the landing of this guy. Yeah. Right. And those guys can't fathom a woman not having like a man deciding her moves. You I, know, I, I, you, you know, it reminded me of, I don't know if you ever saw the, the movie, uh, I'm not your Negro, but James Baldwin basically is a, a documentary about James Baldwin. Oh, okay. And at the very beginning of the, uh, of the documentary, he's on a talk show is back in the sixties. 
And so this guy goes, why, why are the Negroes so angry? I mean, we let you guys do this. I'm we sorry. Let you, I'm just, yeah, but he goes, <laughs> we, we let you vote. We let you do it. And, and, and you see him, Bowen likes a cigarette. And you, and you see the fury in his eyes, but he answered so intelligently. The patience. And, and honestly, that's what made me think of that. When you did that, I was like, oh, my God. It, I mean, it was the exact same thing what James Baldwin went through. And I just, you answered it perfectly. You laughed about it. Oh, yeah. But, but I could see that, that, that venom in you, that vitriol, kind of like, oh, really? Like, and then because it was like, ah, oh, yeah, can you believe what women can do now? I mean, yeah. and it was like, they all laughed, but man, I felt that underneath current Me you. and his sidekick started like bantering and joking about like, yeah, I can open my own doors and yes. blah, blah, blah. And underneath the subtitles, you can hear him going, I feel like I'm on The View. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. But things have come so far. I just watched, I went back and watched the, I'm, I like the Real Housewives franchises. Oh I, man. You see, I, you lost me there. No. I, I was just really respecting you now. It's over. Hey, why? Kill it. Kill it. <laughs> no, over. but listen, listen. The reason why I'm fascinated by watching these shows is because for some reason, watching these crazy people is the best way I've found to like kind of really shut my brain off when I need to. It's yeah. not about like, oh, I'm invested and yeah. like I care. But then I, I love watching things like reality TV where it's like none of it's really real. But then some reality TV shows show you a peek at a different time of us. You know, like the first season of The Real World was not a reality show the way it's become. It was like a sociological experiment of like these, yeah. nobody had ever been on camera like that. And it was interesting to see how we were as people to each other yeah. before that changed us. Okay. And so I went back and watched the first season of like the first episode of like the Orange County Real Housewives. And yeah. wow, Wow. It was maybe it was less than 20 years ago. I don't know what year it was, but it's like we have completely changed in so many ways. But then there are still some AM radio guys that are like, oh, you can do more than leave the kitchen. Like what? <laughs> I don't. Oh, good thing you're wearing makeup because otherwise I couldn't see your face today. And yeah. It's well, it's hey, crazy. When you say AM radio, that's that's all you had to say. say exactly. I, I mean, I think that there's progress in some places, but other places are just like, we're going to stick our heels in the mud here. I think we're like, <laughs> we like what we're doing just fine. Yeah. Okay. Because remember last time I, I was watching my last one and we totally just shit on Mississippi. For no reason, we just start shitting on Mississippi. It was wow. like, it was like we both had like a stomach virus and we had one bathroom. <laughs> and they go, okay, your turn. <laughs> you came out, go my turn. And we just kept, that's what it was like. It was like we had food poisoning and we just kept in the same toilet. And it you was know, all Mississippi. I think we've had bad experiences and hurt people hurt people. You know, I think we've had bad times there and we had to let them know. But you know what? I can't, I can't really, it's funny. Like in the news, yeah, Mississippi's bad. Everything else, but when I perform there, right? I mean, honestly, like it may sound crass, but like, you know, I met this chick and it's a white girl in Mississippi. Went back to her house in Mississippi, right? So, I like I like I think I went to the bathroom and the lights were out and she had a roommate. It was a white dog. Oh god, he's gonna shoot me. He's gonna kill me. And you know he's really cool to me. I was like, okay. And like, wow, how low is the bar? We were like, yeah. oh, he didn't shoot and kill <laughs> yeah. me. I guess I, this place is great. <laughs> I live to tell you how much I like this place. That's what I thought though. Because I mean, we've seen the brochures. It doesn't look great. <laughs> I mean, honestly, with the with the History Channel before the History Channel became all about aliens and stuff, it was all about like showing old civil rights films. And yeah. Mississippi is always that was one thing they were all number one. It was Mississippi, Alabama were vying for number one and two. And I was like, this doesn't look great but when i went down there don't get me wrong it wasn't exactly you know like a welcoming party but 
it was better than I thought it was going to be in that aspect. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, I also think that our map right now is not, you can't divide it the way that you could at one point in our history where it's like the idea of like a civil war or anything like that now is like, yeah, so all the cities versus the rest. Like, because it's like every, I mean, where I usually hang out when I'm in Mississippi is Hernando. My friends live up there, which is right south of Memphis. Yes. And so that's much different of a demographic or kind of neighborhoods than you're going to get like in the middle of Mississippi where there's not any gas stations for miles. And I'm always looking for like a place to pull over if I'm getting tired from driving when there's nothing to keep your drive alive, like some even billboards, which I usually don't like down there or, you know, anything. So uh, that's the part I don't like about Mississippi and also just how they rank in education is very depressing. Oh, I mean, like in Jackson, I mean, just in Jackson alone, like, you know, the water problem, they're they're in Flint, got the same kind of water problem. And then they have like a, a black mayor. So like the white council members or whatever, they decided to do their own little thing. Like they decided basically they had their own little council Inside Jackson, which is pretty much predominantly black, so they had their own little, like, they said, like, whatever, it's not a little suburb, but had their own little council within the council of Jackson. Yeah. Like, it's all white, though. And so they decided to do their own little thing and went to the, like, it's just. It's, it's so, so weird. Up. And I mean, look at us going. You know what? I think we're, Again. I think we're drawn to it because Mississippi has so many, like, two letters in a row and that's a real Gemini vibe, <laughs> you know? Like, we're just, maybe that's why we keep getting attracted to it, you know? I'm not but, attracted at all to Mississippi. No, but talking about, I don't know. I, I don't know why we, well, I don't know why we go back to I haven't been there. You brought it up. I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> Are you blaming me? Yeah. You brought it up. You said that shit like, you brought it up, not me. Like, we just got pulled up by the cops. Hey, he wanted to drive. This is his there. Mississippi. I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't holding any. <laughs> yeah, Mississippi. Anywhere that doesn't have legal weed, number one red flag. Okay, including Indiana. That's one thing I got to say. Like you're not. We're not learning enough if we haven't learned that that's medicine. I, and, and, and you know, I don't really. And I don't. You know, that's not my thing going in marijuana. But I'm also. But but I'm open minded enough to know that yes, it does help a lot medically. I'm not saying everybody should be smoking marijuana right now. I'm not saying it's for everybody but but, i mean it does help medically and Mm -hmm. it really does and it's the pharmaceutical company that it's not the religious right i mean if if you if you if you really want to cut it down i can i can go at the religious right on everything but like real oh that you're uh, offended that it's marijuana which is grown from the grown from the earth earth but let's pump our kids full of narcotics that are like medically prescribed and not even fully studied you know and you want to talk about morals really you want to go there so you know we can have another argument but but it's all the pharmaceutical company and it's oh, yeah. and marijuana should be legal yeah. it really should i mean alcohol is the worst thing you could do yeah i mean it's crazy how i mean i've been talking about it in my new hour about just the differences where like it's unbelievable that it's not legal everywhere especially after everything we've been through the last few years like wouldn't you want people to have a little bit more chill where it's accessible, yes. you know, yeah. and it's not like it's not popular where it's not legal there's cbd stores where it's not legal like everybody wants some of this medicine or whatever yes, you know but you shouldn't be going to jail for it. you should be going to prison well for it. the fact that they still have people serving their terms in places where it's been decriminalized is outrageous that's I mean, a, that's that's a crime yes that's a crime yes you're in you're in jail in a state now that say legalized it and you're still in jail but i mean mississippi is a great example of what jails <laughs> are really go. for you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like to maintain a, a population of slave labor. Yes, yes. Mississippi, Louisiana, all those. While they yeah. can profit off of the prison industrial complex. Yes. Flex. I can't. It's, I, it's, it's okay. It's don't okay. make me say No, no, it's okay. I get where you're going. You, you don't stop. You're on a roll. You're on a roll. I, yeah, I'm going to stop. You're on a roll. 
I feel like I feel like we're a husband wife team. Like <laughs> we'll but, fix we'll fix it. We'll yeah. fix it. Yeah, we got each other. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, she she gets like this. He he's like that. Yeah, we, you know what he means. Yeah, <laughs> we'd be the ultimate husband and wife team because you're Jewish. I'm black. Man, you got to get a sidecar. On your motorcycle, and have you with the big, with the big, uh, with the big, <laughs> and the leather hat, with yeah. the leather hat, leather helmet. But right? then I've got a sidecar behind us for my merch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm towing my minivan that I sleep in. <laughs> Does that work? No, I, I'm, I'm a dude, so I'll have all my stuff in one side, in one paneer. You put your stuff in another paneer, and then uh, the thing in the back. I'll get a, a bag for the back, and that'll be your merch. Right. And then you put rolls his eyes at my is it because it's not I'm not baking or cooking a sandwich. I would I would (laughs) never say that. I would never. Actually, when we're when we're rolling, if we're if if I got a motorcycle, you're in a sidecar. You could going to make me a sandwich. That would be kind of cool. Cook me a sandwich. As we're we're ready. Okay, And you're you're making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and we're we're riding and you give it to me. I'm just. Yeah, you know, we help each other out out there. You know, we can't be covering all bases one person. <laughs> kind of funny. But, you know, you have, an, you have an interesting way of, you know, I brought up the relationship thing because of astrology, but you've got an interesting way of making me want to talk about it. Whereas most of the time I'm like, why is that coming up? Yeah, I would never. But I mean, since you want to go, I mean, obviously it's free. It's, 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 it's your time. So if you, oh, you want to no, talk I about- mean, now we're having fun about our clown car, you know, <laughs> Going future through together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope we make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope we make it. We keep our dinner records in the bag just in case we end up like those civil rights workers back in the 60s. Yeah. What's really upsetting about like, Hernando, I don't know if I talked about this last time, but the way that the population there is like booming. Yeah, I go to a lot of WalMarts when I travel, so good whatever state I'm, yeah, exactly. That's good for you. That's why I love you, man. Honestly, yeah, Walmart, I man. love Walmart. And one thing that's upsetting though that I've noticed, like no matter what state it is, anytime I walk into the Walmart and like the baby stuff, maternity stuff is like right up the front because everybody there is just breeding like crazy. <laughs> it's Walmart. It's a poor people. If do. you go to like a city, it's in the back. You know, like oh yeah, people. People are having kids, but like we're also here's the booze yeah. and here's the club clothes or whatever. <laughs> what the Walmart? I get some clothes from Walmart lately. I'm not gonna lie, nothing they've been killing. It. They've been doing good. Yeah, nothing wrong. Yeah, Target, get a clue. Target's been wanting ladies to look like farm hands. I don't like what they're doing. <laughs> That's the whole vibe. It, like the, since COVID, it's like as if COVID wasn't bad enough. I know we didn't have anywhere to go, but like okay, I'll be in the barn. Ezekiel is what all their dresses look like. And Walmart at least had, like, I got a fun little sweater with a star on it. Usually I get Goodwill clothes. So a Walmart, anything more than $10 is a splurge, okay? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, okay. what were we talking you about? Talking about <laughs> you said you wanted to go into relationships. Like, I was like... No, I was saying, like, the fact that I even brought it up and, like, us goofing about it. Like, I could never goof about a fake, you know, future, like, sidecar relationship. <laughs> like, I could never even joke about that with some of these hosts I have to talk to. It's oh, so really? nice oh, okay, to connect okay, with somebody okay. who's, like, on yeah. the wavelength of having fun. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I think you knew I was joking. But, you know oh, what? Of course, It's yeah. funny you say it because, man, sometimes, yeah, like, now... I think I said it the first time, it's like... I just feel so weird sometimes. Like sometimes I'll just joke in a way like, you know, thinking that person knows it's a joke. But now I'm with women now. I feel weird like I can't really do that because they might think. Well, we all can agree that men are the ones that have to be careful when it comes to the genders interacting. Uh. Yeah, but I, I, but I get it. Okay, well, okay. I, no, I, I know I'm I, making fun. I, but I did, yeah. No, I did this. Okay, it was a it was a comedy show, and she this comic's on the up, and you probably know her. I'm not gonna mention names, but she's really cool. I mean, she's funny, and so 
um, you know how I am. So get off stage yeah. and I was like, fun. I was like, yo, girl, what's up? What's, like I was doing this, like, yeah, what's you know, up? fun. Yeah. yeah. So I said, you know, because we're comedians. Oh, anyway, whatever. And, and do this. And, uh, and she didn't take it like, as a, uh, you know, like, uh, like the jokey way I thought she was going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her girlfriend was there. And then I think she got pissy at her and me. And then so those two had like a little, only because I did that. But it wasn't like a, it was like, yo, yo. I was, you know, just doing this shit like, yeah, yeah. joke around. And uh, it had a weird vibe after that. And I was like, you know what, man? I was so just pissy because of that. You got to tell me after the air, after we talk, who that was. I definitely but, will. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I dropped names. Oh, yeah. We have other fun that you guys don't know about. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have, drop names. Yeah. I do. I don't give a fuck. I drop names. Yeah. But nobody needs the drama. I had like a, I've been noticing just the like a couple examples of that. I parked my car in St. Louis the other day and I got out of my car, started walking. Another person parked their car at the same time, also started walking the same direction as me, like a few feet behind me and like a, like a couple car lengths behind me on the sidewalk. And he shouts after me, he's like, Hey, just so you know, I'm not following you. I just am walking to the coffee shop up here. <laughs> and I mean, it was the middle of the day. Yeah. And in my head, I'm just, I didn't say this to him, but as a younger dude, and I, I, I know he was trying to be considerate. Right, right, right. But in my head, I wanted to be like, that's creepy. <laughs> like, I you know what, though? I, I get it on your end, but on his end, I also get totally. it. Totally. I wasn't going to say yeah. that because I knew where he was coming yeah. from, and I knew he was trying to make me more comfortable yeah. in a situation. But it makes it worse in a way because, yeah, like hey, I wouldn't follow you. <laughs> you're implying that, like, you have, I have every reason to be worried that you're right, right behind me. But yeah. in this case, I'm lucky that you are just going to get coffee. And I just I was like, well, I'm not telling you where I'm going. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, that's, and that's what's messed up about today's world because, I, like I said, I get you. I, and I, I think that's come from being a Gemini is that yeah. I get where you're coming from, but also get where he's coming from. Like I said, he's a younger guy. He's got to show like, okay, uh, I'm going to show her that I'm not a risk and that, hey, you know, we happen to be going to the same place. And I get where he's coming from. Like he wanted to show you that, hey, man, don't worry about it. But it always makes it even more creepy or creepy. And it's just, it's all yeah. fucked up because I get that. It's like almost like, I get it too. It's almost like a white guy. When uh, something happens, like that could be kind of not really racist, but kind of, and they have to go overboard to show you that they're not, ra- you know, racist. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, hey, man, this, I get it, bro. You know what I mean? All, all the time. It's like, it's like, okay, my roommate, she's, she's, you know, she's white and her son is white. So, like, uh, it's when I had my hip replacement. So I couldn't really, oh, I didn't I, know that. I, I couldn't really run, right? I could, I could barely walk. My I mean, fr- Kristen Lady is a comedian who has great jokes about having hip replacement surgery. Yeah. So I hope you guys get to meet each other someday. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah. So I couldn't really run. So he, you know, he's, he's at the time he was like maybe four or five. So, you know, he has meltdowns. So I said, come here. He goes, I'm going to, he goes, I want my mommy. I go, come here, buddy. He goes, I want my mommy. I go, come here. And he's saying, he's yelling out loud. And there's a yeah. guy playing catch with his son, white guy playing catch with his son. And all he hears is, I want my mommy. And I go, come here. And I'm not really chasing, but I'm walking after oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And go, I want my mommy. And, and the guy looks up and he goes, ah. and you can see the wheels going. He's like, yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I, if he, I assume something is wrong, then yeah. I'm racist. So he throws the yeah. ball back to his, you know, son. And he looks and he goes, and all he hears, and all he sees is white kid going, I want my mommy. And I'm saying, come here. And then he's like, ah. And you see him going, ah. So he stands up and I go, I know, man. I know. And he goes, oh, okay. And he goes back. So, well, it is with kids, like it's both you're on hyper alert of like, is this child in trouble? Should I be concerned? Which is a great instinct to have. Right. But also, yeah, I mean, also, you know, it's a kid. It might be having a tantrum and, you know, like. Or it's a black dude. He goes, he has a hard time, you know, having, you know, garnering his own kids, much less a white kid. So why would he. I mean, honestly, I believe that you have every 
you're probably completely correct that the racial thing was part of it. But I think even without the race, even without that, yeah, that interaction could be perceived incorrectly. And like, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's why I give up people a lot of leeway when it comes to that because I yeah. get it. I, I mean, I get it now. I really do. I'm never the one. It takes me a long time before I go. That's fucking racist. It takes me a long time. I go, you yeah. know, maybe a guy was having, a, maybe that person's having a bad day. Maybe yeah. then maybe something else was going on. So it takes me a long time to go through that rolodex, and th- before I go, that's racist. But in today's climate, man, it's so fucked up in that way. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, We have to think that way. So I understood your point of view, but I understood kids' point of view. Going sure, and you know. like then we, I went back and forth with them chatting a little bit because he's like, he's like, I was like, you just seem like a normal guy parking his car to me, like yeah. you know, I appreciate. If it was night, maybe nighttime, maybe I would make more. I would, you know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe be more necessary or be more appreciated or yeah. I don't know the whole thing. I feel like, I don't know if you're really uncomfortable about it, you're not in a rush and you're like worried that your presence is going to make me uncomfortable. Maybe just like hold back a second, pretend you got to tie your shoe or like, you know what I mean? Like oh, you something. or him, you or him. him. I'm saying but, like, but then, I, yeah, but how, how creepy would that look if he just, uh, if he just kind of like, went well, I didn't see him. Show. He was behind me. Okay. So like he shouted to get my attention from behind me. To let me know, like, hey, just so you know, I'm walking behind you, but not on purpose, like, to follow you. I mean, if it was really a concern, he could have just, like, oh, I got to go back to my car for a second. Like, do one of those things where you just, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Trust me, I know. I mean, I would have said that for you, since he was behind you. I didn't even notice it until he shouted. Okay, okay, okay. So, like, it wouldn't have registered. Well, then you got to be more cognizant, too, though. If, oh, I mean, I, I knew it was there in a, like an awareness thing of like my surroundings, but it yeah. wouldn't have even registered that like, oh, I'm being followed or anything like that. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it yeah. was, so I both appreciated where he was coming from, but I wish that there was a way that he knew how to operate that situation without even making it a situation. You know what I mean? Or, I, I get, but you know what that means? Though? It means that the, I guess that it means I think Me Too and, and Black Lives Matter are, are working in a way. In a hey, way, those Real Housewives first season in Orange County is the proof that we have made some progress. Because how was that you. first season? Because I don't, I don't watch that shit. So how like was it? now, the ladies when they intro the season, they all have their catchphrases, and they're usually like an empowering. All those ladies now are like moguls. They're like own their own businesses. They're very successful. But in that first season, they're all housewives. They're all like one of them. Her like blurb. Her sentence in the beginning is like, "I guess he keeps me." And like another yeah. one has these giant breast implants that she's like, yeah, my husband put these in me. Like, it's like they have no power and they're just like pawns in their husband's world. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know. They're like AM radio sidekicks. <laughs> and <laughs> well, that's that. now I understand why, honestly, we're like, we're like with doing their husbands, leave them for somebody younger or whatever. The, the rage they have. Now I understand why they kill their husbands. Like, okay, I put all my, you know, uh, you're everything because you take care of everything. And then they leave them and then they're left with nothing. I mean, they might get a little bit in the settlement, but still, you know, they're they're left out the dry. So now I get it. Like, it all makes sense now. It, well, I mean, there's right. like an emotional labor thing to it too. Like you like build somebody up and then I don't know, there's like a, they did a study recently about like what age groups of people look at what age groups are interact with which age groups of like the opposite sex and yeah like no matter how old men get they always are interested in gals in their early 20s overall but they do only message people closer to their age at a certain point i don't know but for ladies like we're attracted to our equals kind of like the people who are on our wavelength more than not you know but also, though, the intangibles, would it be like, I mean, yeah, you like maybe somebody, you know, closer to your age. But also, though, does it your upbringing? If you're now if you grew up in a daddy single, issues. Yeah, daddy issues. I mean, honestly, <laughs> maybe you had daddy issues. Would you be attracted to somebody maybe 
older, you know, or they had his shit together, or you know those, you know those people who are like us. It's almost like almost like those Hollywood uh, the kid actors where they're like seven or eight, but they talk like an adult, and they've got uh, like a, you know yeah, they got stock think, options and shit. I like that. I don't think kids. I don't think child actors are a great example of how people interpret each other because those kids are groomed and a lot of them are like molested. I think they are straight up creepy in a way how they talk. Like it's like talking to an adult yeah. and their kids. They have their like childhood that. robbed from them. I mean, like last time we talked a lot, I think about like trauma, stuff like that. And right. just like how that changes that you're so like you're learning how to be a person at that age. And like your perception is not like, not that it's not valid, but it's not informed yeah. at that level. So right. like when they, I mean, that makes me sad when uh, has having kind of feel like that was my experience of like when kids grow up too fast is like yeah. not a good thing. You know, if somebody's like it's smart early, cool. Right. You know, yeah. but Read a book. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like well, because you're. I think you're being you're being outcast in a way, though. You're being outcast, but sometimes I want. Sometimes I want to say, what are you missing? I mean, growing up. Well, I think we're also adaptable creatures. So if they're spending a lot of their time on set around adults instead of in a classroom with kids their age, they're going to start picking up those habits and mannerisms more than they're not going to be able to feel like they even fit in with kids their age anymore. Kind of like you a know? Tatum O'Neill. Remember it's, Tatum O'Neill? Like, did she, did she win an Academy Award? Like, yeah. When she was like, and then so. I think she had went substance abuse problems. Like when she Drew was Barrymore. It's yeah, just all very those people. Isolating. Yeah. Yeah. Th- because how can you be around all those adults and then what, go back to fifth grade or whatever? Right. You know what I mean? Around kids like, hey, did you get the new Hot Wheel? Hot Wheel. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I want an Academy Award with adults and you want to play Hot Wheels? Right. I mean, I don't know. I bet, I bet she did though. But she did kind of like want to have more Hot Wheels time, you know, like uh, you're doing coke. It's what sixth grade. I don't think I mean, real coke, not like, you know, coke and a smile. I yeah, mean, I'm like, saying that like that's not good. <laughs> I'm not saying like, yeah, well, she partied. She got to party pretty hard in sixth grade. Like, yeah, I don't think that that's a health. I think I'm sure she didn't know the difference back then. Yeah. But as an adult coming into your like full brain development, that's like a, some missing pieces moments. You know, yeah, I mean, but. When you grow up, I mean, who really grows up in that typical? Do you remember Ozzy and Harriet? I know who. Yeah, I know here. Leave it to Bieber. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that. I, I just think that is overrated in the sense of what is normal because I think we've all everybody's had a little bit of a little bit of strife and a little bit of uh, conflict in their growing up and and it, you know if you can overcome that and I think that's where we come in being on stage that could be our therapy even if you don't get deep in the comedy and talking about it, if you just kind of glance a uh, gloss over it, it still helps because you're talking to somebody about it. You may not be talking directly at somebody like as a therapist. That's everybody's thing now in comedy. Like, so my therapist says, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you know, where yeah. old school to me is like just, you get on stage and maybe talk and try to make it funny, but in a way that's your way of getting over it. Well, like, yeah, I feel a little similar, but different in the sense that like, I feel like, especially if something's dark or heavy for you, I only bring it on stage with me if it's something that I've worked through enough that like if I'm relating to somebody on this note, I want to bring them levity. It's not about me feeling better about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. I want to make this funny for all of us. Like I feel better if I can have that perspective about it for sure. Right. But like I have one that's real dark right now, but it's all about the way I deliver it to where it's like, I mean, it's about suicide. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not suicidal or anything like that, but that's like not a thing you can just drop on people without expecting that to connect to something that they might not want to think about. So like if you can't bring levity to it, like I'm not going to go up and tell that joke if I'm feeling a certain way. You know what I mean? I got to be able to be joyful enough and like bring enough light with it that we can all laugh together about this thing and not like, 
I don't know. I can, <laughs> no, I can see you do it because you, I mean, but you do. When you come on stage, everything about you is, I mean. Well, I don't feel like you've ever brought like, oh, you guys make me feel better energy on stage. Anytime I've ever seen you, you're like a light beam up there, you know. That's, but you're the same way, though. When you yeah. go up, every time I see you, you go up and it's like you, you're, everything, everything about you is top notch. I mean, the way you <laughs> dress, you so the, your, your personality, Walmart. everything. I mean, no, no, but, but, it, but it's everything about you though. Everything about you is just top notch. You get on stage like, okay, this person and you look nice and you're funny. I mean, it's not just, oh, she looks nice. no, it's not like a movie that sucks. Uh, it's visually stunning. I mean, no, you, you look good and you're funny. I and, love jokes. You, you write great jokes. Your you wordplay. We had so much fun. I forget uh, the guy that was headlining that show, closing it out. I'd never met uh, Troy Davis. Troy, Troy Davis. Davis. Oh my gosh, he was so funny. And we were in the back, like I felt like a kid with you, just like every time he had a punchline, you were like, bam, bam, bam. And like, yeah, like we were fired up about just the joke writing, how yes. solid it was. He was, Troy was hilarious and he's not doing this full time all the time. He's got a full business on the side, yeah. like, but he's still got it and you don't ever lose it when you got it. I think it's like a, it's in your instincts, in your nature. Yes. To, and when you love it, like we do to be able to like watch somebody else, like just have great jokes is like, oh, it's like watching fireworks, it, you know? It, and that's why I said, I, I was watching, I said, I want to see if the road is kind of tainted her a little bit. Like if it, it you know, it, it dimmed you a little bit. And oh. You still had that look in your eye. You still had that look and that, that joyful look. I, I was, yeah. I was watching like this, like, okay, you know, has it, has it tainted her a little bit? She's been, you know, like a boxer. That's well, been you've knocked seen out. I had a heck of a year too. Like if you had a heck of it. And honest, I felt Man, I, I don't know if I called you. I know I reached out. You reached out. out. A yeah. lot of people reached out, and you were one of them I remember, and it meant a lot to me. And Oh, and my God. I, I just love the shit out of you, Mickey, because I love I, you too, man. I, I've been, been in your shoes living out of the car. I've been that way. Yeah. So I know you like that, like that, because I know what that's like. Yeah. You know, I think you being a woman, it's a little bit more dangerous. I, I and mean, that's why I feel. Yeah. Well, you know also, I mean? same with being a black person driving around Mississippi or wherever. You know, we yeah. all have our different, I mean, it's not that we, yeah, we get it in a way that not everybody gets it yeah man yeah. so i yeah so and it's just you know but it's just humans you're just a, a yes. good human yes. so it's not just oh because you're no you're a good human so right. it's like oh fuck you know i saw you had an accent oh shit so i was like do i know anybody can i help, get somebody to help yeah, you for the listeners my uh my prius that i was living out of got totaled by a drunk driver in austin like about a month after we recorded last year yeah. so yeah we were talking about all kinds of stuff but then uh yeah things just the premise got a little bit escalated and switched around and man yeah. I, I felt so bad and so and but fast forward like you always do, like a cat land on your feet. So, uh, but yeah, but you, I think you, I mean, how many, how many games did you, you miss? I think you could roll down a few hills before you <laughs> land on your feet. I think that like, <laughs> you stick the landing doesn't mean that you didn't get some bumps on the way down, but. <laughs> but, how, but how did you, you, you didn't miss a gig, did you? Oh did no, you? I did. I mean, I had to, can't, my whole year got rearranged. It wasn't like a lighthearted. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, it was already kind of a mess at that point. Anyway, I was kind of, you know what's weird? I feel like anytime something major and kind of negative or, I mean, for the best, how it works out, I didn't get hurt. I was able to get a minivan from my settlement. I'm still dealing with the settlement and all that stuff. But anytime something major that feels like a, a real uh, pivot yeah. of a disaster moment in my life has happened, I always see signs leading up to it. 
Like really? I always feel like I can always feel like something's about to happen. Good or bad? Bad. Okay. Like what, what were the signs leading up to this? I mean, I was just certain things I've had, like when I got arrested in Oklahoma in 2019, I have pictures that night leading up to the night where I got arrested, where I was taking pictures of like Johnny Cash's headshot and like a painting of the police and like things that were like, I saw it coming in a way that I couldn't see. You know what I mean? Okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what happened in this one, though? In this one, I didn't see the accident coming, but so much had been going wrong. It felt like my whole life was crashing into me every turn. It, like, I, it, it, like I what was, was happening? What was happening? Or can I you was, talk about it? I mean, it's it's hard to even express because it wasn't even one thing. It was like, for instance, I needed to get an oil change and like... I went through hell trying to just get an oil change on my Prius. Like I had three different places mess it up or waste my time and then trying to like find places to do it and just feeling like I'm running on empty and pushing so hard and like just like running full speed into walls and having to like, that's what it felt like. Yeah. It felt like I was crashing over and over and over yeah. again with every effort I was making. Actually, I was in Austin that week. I got into the accident to headline a club that I found out on the way there where I was already stressed on the way there. And I found out, oh, well, we're having a fe it's fe South by Southwest festivals in town. So your weekend's canceled. And then I'm like scrambling to do double work to book more things like and make less money. And it's just so frustrating. And Long story short is that like when the accident actually happened, I felt the strangest relief. Like it felt like it made sense. I don't know. It felt like that was like the, that was like, it all had like swelled to this place. And then it just, that burst it. Like a crescendo? Yeah. And so it just like, not that the accident was good or easy to get through in any way. And I, I mean, I had to push harder than I've had to, I mean, I can't believe I made it through that, but like just the details of like getting my stuff together, like building a van in my friend's garage without tools, without like knowing what was going to happen. I like trying to rearrange my whole life, build a camper out of a rental car, fly to Alaska and just be chill, even though I didn't know what was going to happen when I got back. Like all these rearrangements, all these <sighs> things, like so many people lifted me through that by like just sending me money, sending me messages, all these things that like kept me afloat that I didn't even have the power to like ask for or articulate yet. And I'm still catching up from all that time. Yeah. But yeah, like that was like the end of this frenzy. Like that accident, like had to rearrange my priorities. I had to rearrange my everything to like stop being in this mode and like just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not like it was easy to get through that, but something about that accident like ended this phase that was just right before the accident happened. I was with Eddie Pepitone and JT okay. Habersat. We did this like private gig and I had, I had such a great time that day and it had been so stressful leading up and JT helped me book some stuff last minute to recover the last weekend. And so he knew I was stressed out. So I messaged him something like, that was great. I think my bad run of luck is finally over. Then I got hit. And so it just felt like, uh, yeah, it, it just felt like you, I don't even know how to articulate it. It's just like the universe was kind of like, oh, you, I don't know. I, I just, I don't even know how to put that to words, that feeling of how that was. Cause is, is it a dark place for you to talk about? No, I'm just still like a little stunned about like the reality of it, you know, like. Do you talk about it on stage at all? No. I mean, I talk about the van. Right. I talk about the rebuild. Yeah. You know, but I'm not really talking about the hard stuff. I haven't got there yet. I, I, in increments, I think you should. Or maybe, I, maybe, maybe. In increments, because I mean, the way you are, 
you know, you're, 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 it's light, it's funny, it's fun, people like you. So in little increments. Well, I have, I have a, a concerted effort to try to express something in this next hour that I'm about to figure out when to record it. There's something that I'm trying to say there that it takes, I feel, in order to be able to, who do I think I am to try to like be serious about stuff? It's a comedy album, right? So I feel like in order to say, to make the point that I want to make with this album, I have to, you know, I can't, I feel like you got to pick like a thing that you want to say and then say enough jokes to get there. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, I have no problem with, with comics say on stage as long as it ain't, it's, it's still funny. Yeah. And like, I, I don't care where you, I don't care where you can't come from. I do but, think you have to have a little bit. I think the laughs are more rewarding and more, they hit harder when you've gotten people to really go to a place where they're really thinking about like their real th- thoughts and beliefs and like their gut feeling about something and then you can bust their guts about like, you know. Yes. And I, and that's a different laugh. If, if you, if you, if you're really in tune, mm-hmm. that, that laugh where it's like, okay, a lighthearted laugh and it's a joke that's a it's silly a joke relief. or whatever. Yeah. That's funny. But then there's that, there's that, that, that when it gets real laugh where yeah. like, oh, you, you, you can hear that. You hear the difference. Yeah. Where, that, oh, that's a real, like that hit hard. Yeah. And they still have to laugh at it. That, that. And that's what I love about this job is like when you get that. You hit them right between the eyes and it's like, oh, and you feel that that real laugh. Mm. You know what I mean? Is that where you're going? Are you trying to get deeper in your comedy now, you think? I mean, I think I have been for a while. In fact, anything, I think now I'm trying to lighten it up a bunch because after 2016 and then during COVID, like things have been so heavy Yeah. in reality, just like constantly. So like in 2016, when the election happened, I tried to have this like, even in my own family, there was division and still is very much so like- all those things they said about, you know, what are you going to do? Like post online about whatever opinion, like say it at the dinner table to your family. So I spoke up to my family. We're talking less <laughs> than we were, you know, like wow. you can't change people. Wow. Um, and they're not going to change me either. Yeah. You yeah. know, That's so good though. yeah, like I, I've chosen family. I love them always. Of course. Like there's no, you know. That's that's a separate thing. That's that's the dark stuff. <laughs> the people I love the most in this world. Now that's dark. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I think that like even my first album that I put out last year was about like I had this thing of or when I went on the road, this mentality of like if I can make people who don't agree necessarily laugh at the same stuff, there's a healing quality to that and this duty to like inform people. Yes. So like I talked about like the constitution and like things that I just like I just like want to inform people, tell them what I know, what I've learned. And this new thing I'm trying to work on is getting everybody to like ride this mentality that I've, that I'm trying to hold. And also that I've gotten to of like, we don't, none of us know anything, you know, like, well, it's all just agree that nobody gets to be right about anything. Yeah. You know, have a little bit more patience, have a little bit more pause. I say more empathy. That's what me. I say more empathy. Oh, a hundred percent. I always try to say like, you know, like, uh, I just feel like the the different groups that come out that hit me like, whoa, I didn't, you know, I didn't know about these groups. So it's like, I don't know what that's like, but at the same time, I look at anybody who's heterosexual, you should, you should, it's like being the white privilege of sexuality. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. So if you don't know and, and, and somebody's sincere about, okay, I'm this way, then Hey man, I have empathy for you because man, I don't know what that's like. So I'll I'll listen to a point and I'm and I'll try to understand you, and you know I'll try to meet you at that place. You know what I mean? So you know I'm I'm, I'm I try to be careful how I word a joke or whatever mm, if it comes always. to that because I don't 
Like I said, I don't know what that's like. So I have that empathy. And I wish people would have empathy for people who aren't like them. But that's not you pushing your opinions. That's you having sensitivity and an open mind. Yes. And I tried to. I tried yeah, to. Yeah. I think that that's the best way to operate because I feel like we, the more there is to be afraid of in this world, the more we cling to our beliefs in yeah. this way that restricts our education. It yeah. restricts our emotional education, our capacity. It makes us. I just feel people get to a certain point and some people get to a certain point in life and they go, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done yeah. treating, trying to learn. Yeah. And the people with kids are even the worst because I think with a kid, they should make you open your, uh, open your mind even people more. with kids are the worst should just be the name of uh, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. See, see what kind of hate you get. <laughs> They're not listening to this. They're busy with their kids. But that, that is true though. <laughs> but, they, but I think people with kids, they should, they should be a more minded person because kids now they're growing up in a different world than you did. Yeah. And I think it's great because I see stuff now that my roommate's son is going through that like, uh, you know, like their environment, like it, it's so great to watch and they don't like, I don't think he puts a color on anything. They're just, they're friends. Yeah. And until an adult says anything. Or a gender, really. Yeah, you know, they like, don't really like give a, a shit. A sexuality, I'll say. You He's know got I two mean? mommies and he thinks that's the norm. Right. And, and, and it was great because like our next door neighbor at the time is a black kid, right? And he didn't know. And he goes, are you, are you Carter's daddy? And I go, no. And he goes, do you have a daddy, Carter? And he goes, hold on. And it was funny. He, he pulled like screaming. He goes, mom, do I have a dad? She goes, no. And he goes, no. <laughs> and they just start playing again. I love that. But it was great. He goes, hold on. Mom, do I have a dad? No. Nope. <laughs> That's so funny. And that was it. And they got to playing, and that was it. And I, and I loved it. And that's the way, and that to me, that's the way it should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I love that, man. That's why when you're talking about like child actors, like they're getting to these kids when they're the most open as possible. You know what I mean? Yes. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing when, I mean, there's so much in this world that can change you or make you harder or like closed off to things or bad experiences. So like, yeah, I mean, I think we should all just. I wish we could. I mean, in, in a dream world. Yeah. In a dream world, I would love to people to be able to reach across and go, man, look, I don't know you know how you live your life or or be in this way but i'm with you brother no matter what you know what, what the most dismissive thing you could say to somebody really is what? i get it <laughs> I, I didn't think about that but i mean it hits different sometimes yeah. like if so you're if you're really like we're talking about the road you get it you know what i mean like I that, that that's real yeah. but like if somebody's kind of like trying to tell you something personal about themselves like i understand i get it i get it you kind of shut them down about it like kind of quiet them by saying i understand it's like you literally do not yeah I had a, th there's honestly nothing kind of more ignorant than just to assume you understand when you do not understand something, Yeah. you know, I was trying to tell somebody who didn't understand what like childhood trauma has enough, like this person has a very happy, wonderful family. They're very close. I'm happy for them. But I tried to explain to them, like, when you don't have that, you don't understand. I think when you are lacking something, you're able to understand both sides of it a little bit better, even though I know that I don't know what it's like to have a good upbringing, happy family vibe or money in my family. Like I know that I don't know what that's like. I know that that's got to be different, but I feel like people who have those things don't understand that it's different. Yeah. Like they're like, Oh, I get it. Yeah. You had a hard time. I get it. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm telling you, you literally, my brain is different than yours. You know, 
Yeah. So yeah, I'm really mindful to not be too quick to say like, I understand. I, I know what you mean. Like, I get it. Especially if you're shutting them down from talking about it while you're saying, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. We, we know what you say. Yeah. Uh, you're yeah. black. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why like, don't you just do this? <laughs> like, yeah. Like I, yeah. And I, when on that topic though, of like I, when kids or your perception, I feel like there's a trap that we all fall into and it's like for the ages of like, oh, the new generation doesn't blah, 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 or okay, boomer kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I catch myself having those moments with like, oh, when I enter anytime there's a thing where like, oh, nobody wants to work anymore or whatever. It's like, there's another voice that comes through. That's like, well, nobody's being paid enough to earn a living right now. And nobody has plan like nobody can afford healthcare in this country. And there's so many reasons why nobody should want to be okay with the way things are. And I have empathy for that. And like maybe respect is a little bit different nowadays or the internet, everything, but I also see in me how it's like, well, am I different from the boomers if I'm like these kids, yeah. you know? Kids today. Yeah. don't want to work. Well, you know what? Maybe they're saying, hey, shit's fucked up and we're sick of it. And in a way, I respect that in a way because we've all, until, 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 uh, what do you call it? Until COVID came <laughs> yeah. right, and, and shutdown came. Uh, we all just accepted this is life and this is how it is. And that was the good part about it. And, a, yeah. and the good part about it, we needed that reset. And, and it's never gotten back to, you know, whatever, which I think in a way is good. And it, that pause should have, that pause should have had us take stock of, okay, man, this way was kind of fucked up. We live this way so, for so long. And it's so fucked. Like you said, the healthcare for us to be supposed the greatest country on earth, our healthcare system is a mess. And I'm, I don't know if you remember on, on, on the IG, some dude that, uh, some Irish dude or English dude or whatever, maybe even Scottish. And he was telling, he goes, America should be the greatest country in the world. And he goes, in the healthcare system, he was just going off on America. And I was like, he's right. Yeah. When somebody tells you about yourself and they're right, don't get mad. Listen with an open ear like, huh. It's kind of like when your girlfriend is like reading, reading you the riot act, and, but it's right. And you just go, man, damn. Damn. Maybe I should change. You know yeah. I mean? Or just like, okay, you can think however you want about this country, but do you know what they do in other countries before yeah. you have this opinion about us being the best? Do you know what they're doing? Like the confidence to be so sure that you're right about anything is wild. It's usually religious based, but it's also insane. <sighs> like Ugh. you're allowed to believe anything you want, but like, yeah, believe in your right. Ooh, that's some seedy stuff, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. or the truth. Yeah. What is the truth now, though? Well, what's offensive now? Because I'm telling you, swears are not offensive in certain places that used to be like, oh, you can't talk about sex. It's like, oh, please talk about fisting because we can't handle the <laughs> truth here. Just don't get any smart ideas up on that microphone, you know? Just keep it light with some, you know. Yeah, you can do butt stuff. Just no honesty, please. We hate it. Fisting? We went to fisting? <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. We went to fisting? Of all the people in the world that went to fisting. Sorry, things were getting heavy. We, wanted to punch it up. Yeah, we had, you to, know? had to go into the sex shop and see that. Like, who? Uh. <laughs> oh, oh, now it's, uh, really? You're the one that mentioned fisting? But you're going to do, oh, uh, BT, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I feel triggered. <laughs> I, feel like I threw in a hot I use it about like yeah it's a little bit dirty but I'm trying to punch things up it's <laughs> <laughs> getting a little heavy in here to punch up the podcast <laughs> man that's what I just go ugh. And when, yeah. I, when I hear fisting I go ugh. yeah but also I know that that's how I feel but that doesn't mean that's how everybody feels so I'm not going to judge somebody if they want to be disgusting like that <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> I'm not judging anybody if they got a loose old butt. I'm not judging anybody. A loose old butt? <laughs> or whatever. A loose, that'd be a great name for a porno. A loose old butt. <laughs> a 
<laughs> a loose. I don't know why I assumed it's butt stuff, but yeah. yeah anyway, just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah, what's off limits is different. Everything's changed so much, especially doing comedy. I'm sure you've felt it where, like, when people have content restrictions in certain places, it used to mean one thing, but now it really means like, oh yeah, you can talk about anything under the sun so long as it's not too honest. Well, like, it, 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 look, everybody laughs until that joke hits you in the face. Then it's like, hey, whoa. You know what I mean? Everything. I remember watching these people come in. I was at a show and uh, I said, where you guys from? They go, Utah. I go, oh, you guys Mormon? And for some reason they got upset and they walked out. Right. And, and in the same breath, I go, I mean, Mormons have no sense of humor. Right. And I, and I talked to these people and they were, they were literally from Kentucky and they were like, Kentucky, Kentucky. Like he, he like, it, I was working a cruise ship. He had like a, like, like cut off shirt with the tattoos. I go, you go to church. Yep. What are you? Pentecostal. Go, you guys with the rattlesnakes and everything. I was making fun of him and they were just laughing. Oh man, that's Larry. I mean, you know what I, mean? I mean, and it's like, you ask if they were Mormon, you didn't assume it's like, it's not like you asked the, it's like, even if you ask, it's not like you assume the Kentucky people are cousins. You know what I mean? Like, but I kind of <laughs> to him and he yeah. still left and you know i mean like some people have a great sense of humor some people are like you know they, they need a fist yeah <laughs> <laughs> they need a loose old butt they got their fin- <laughs> fists clenched ready you know but it's like well you also got to bend over they don't understand you know what i mean like <laughs> damn man i tell you Raina, i'm sorry Raina, no don't be yourself girl sorry. okay you know what? another interesting thing of like you know battle of the sex is uh weird stuff on the way in here i got cat called in just like the weirdest way to me because it's like it's almost like this dude had like learned not to say anything like don't go I want to fist you or you know what I mean like don't say anything what that fist do or whatever they say you know like whatever he was gonna say in 10 years ago before the Real Housewives came out, what, what would he have said to me, right? What that fist what that fist do? <laughs> so I walked by and <laughs> what that fist do is what, that's what you should say like if you get into a fight with somebody <laughs> what that fist do oh okay <laughs> what that oh this old thing <laughs> oh this old thing <laughs> it's when you make the fingers as you know the truth of how it goes to start you don't just Anyway, all right. Okay, okay. so what, what did he say? <laughs> he just, I was walking by. He's talking to another person. So he interrupted his conversation with another person, rude, to shout at me, <laughs> hello. And that was it. And then I didn't respond because I'm not trying to make friends out there. <laughs> and <laughs> he just said it th- three more. He's, hello, H- hello, hello. It's like, there was no follow-up like he didn't say anything vile or like offensive but just like the force behind the voice of like hello i said hello like (laughs) that's not going to change my not wanting to talk to you like i don't know i don't know if he had follow-up it's just like he knows not to shout about my butt so he can Uh, say hello three more times because i I saw your butt i didn't say anything so hello (laughs) (laughs) You made me cry. That, that, <laughs> He's got a single tear. That made me cry. You <laughs> <laughs> was that? <laughs> what that? <laughs> oh my god! That made me the funniest thing I've ever heard. What that fist do? I'm honored. If you're not one of my favorite people in the world, <laughs> and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, God damn, I'm always, always, always with you. 
God damn. <laughs> I'm crazy for this one. <laughs> you are. I fucking love it. I love how we shit on Mississippi again for no reason. Except for somebody came right back to Mississippi again. But it's good though. It's, We're drawn to it. It's good though. We got to do it. We got to do a, a show in Mississippi one day. No, 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 no. <laughs> no they, they get a two for one. They get, a, they get a Jewish woman and a black man. Are you serious? Yeah, they have a two for one. Yeah, no. They, they, they don't have all their teeth. <laughs> No, fuck that. <laughs> it's funny to you now. <laughs> Pillar around. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. In a, honestly, I'm winding down the tour days for myself. Uh, whoa. Whoa. Is, is this, is this Exploder. An exclusion? I mean, is this exclusive? You're, are you exclusive. winding down? I mean, I've been talking about it a lot off stage. And um, um, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to build a life for myself at some point somewhere. Oh. And I'm not done doing comedy by any means. But for me, like I was saying in the beginning, Comedy is like being on stage is like a sacred thing yes. of like being able to the opportunity to have people listening who want you to show them a good time, not walk out because you ask them if they're Mormon, grow up. Yeah. But like the people who are there to have a good time, what a gift to be able to make people feel better for even one joke. What a amazing thing. That's sacred. Right. The business side of it is wearing me the hell down. Because you work so goddamn hard. You put your own, you do your own promo. You do, I mean, everything you do, you promo everything. It's always something new, something bright. The little thing you did with the skating ring where you oh, skated. Thanks, yeah. Just a little shit like that you do. Yeah. It's all you. So I get it. I mean, I know. I, I mean, as far as my I'm no, no, you now. do get it though. It, you know, the it's nothing but behind the scenes, yeah. Hard work, what you do, and then to be able to go up on stage and still have new stuff and still be vibrant. Like I said, you still got that sparkle in yeah. your eye. Man, I have nothing but props for you, man. Um, and what I want to say before I before I get out of here, uh, yeah. when I want to ask you, like, hey, you ever thought about doing Saturday Night Live or getting an audition for it? I think you'd be <laughs> great for it. I think it's so funny that has anybody not thought about it? No, no, because every comic's different. That's why I asked. Every comic's different. Yeah. You think comics, there's some comics, all they want to do is do the road. Some comics, they just think locally. Some comics just, and I've always tried to think broader, but I always thought, but, but not everybody thinks like Sarah. And some people shit on Sarah Live. I think it's still oh, I the think greatest. I think it's wonderful. Thing. It's incredible. But it's grown with different. the times. So and have you ever to I do have it? a lot of friends that are on the cast. I think that I've a little bit aged out of it, honestly. I think I'm not really in what they're looking for. And so I haven't, and I think they're looking for more improvisers and sketch artists and character people and things like that. And I have so much admiration for the writing staff and the cast right now. And always, I think it's awesome to watch it evolve. And I hope it continues to do anybody. It's like, oh, it used to be good. It's like, you're not, you're closing your mind off to yes. what's happening now. Because this is what's happening now. Yes. Anyway, I know that's not uh, on my list of goals. I have stuff. I want to record another album this year. I want to get uh, health care. How's the hour? How's the hour? <laughs> How's the hour going? Uh, it's getting there. I'm feeling really, I'm having a lot of fun with it and I don't want to wait too long. I want to just capture that lightning in a bottle while it's fun. We still while got it's it. vibing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. I love them. And once I've recorded an album, it took me 10 years. Now I'm like, oh, this is, I get it. Like I can just come up with more stuff all the time. I said do it in May or June mm. because like you said, I mean, honestly, okay, it's getting lighter. I mean, mm -hmm. it's getting, you know, a little warmer. Mm -hmm. And I think the vibe of May, a May or June it's going to hit as far as like people are happy. They're out inside. They're, they're feeling more jovial. Mm. So Maybe I think, I'll do it on my 40th when I'm headlining at Hilarities in Cleveland. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. When, when is that? When is that? June 11th. Perfect. 11. Double, I'm such a Gemini. Look my at birthday you. Look at you. Yeah I, yeah. I think that'd be great. No, but June, it's the, you know, it's getting to be the height of summer. I mean, technically summer is the 21st, but 
that's the, to me, that's the height of summer. And it's in June. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, everybody's got that summer vibe and there's barbecues out and they're staying out later. And maybe they have- Well, a also I was thinking like, damn, I'm just going to turn 40 in Cleveland. Like I'm psyched about hilarities, but I'm like, I'm still alone. And you know what I mean? Doing this thing and like wow. 40 seems like a landmark thing. So. I Honestly, I thought you were like 28. Shut up. No, I, I lied to you not. I, I lied to you not. I swear to God, I go, really? 40? I go, I, I would say 28 to 29. And I mean it from the bottom well, of my thank heart. Thank you so much. No. Yeah. I'm being serious. Yeah. Well, so. And I wasn't following you. But I also was, uh, <laughs> I also was thinking about how, you know, like, yeah, that was, I'm trying not to be excited about it. And maybe if I make it into the album recording, that's something I'll be really proud to do and excited for instead of just like, I want to make it special. It's my 40th, you know? Well, you're special. Oh, you're special. Thanks. Just stop it. Takes one to know one. Mm. Takes one to get it. Yeah. And we get it. We, we get, get it. each other. Yeah. We definitely get each other. God damn, my guest. Rena Calm. God damn. I honestly, man, if we don't do a part three. Oh yeah. Stay tuned. I seriously, I love to do a part three with yeah. you. Yeah. I, I could talk to you all day. Same. This flu. Oh my God. Yes. We just got yeah. We we, we we're like that though. We're good. We yeah. feel each other's vibe. We feel <laughs> don't we? Yeah. We feel we feel each other's vibe, man. You're in you're, sync. You are a great vibe. You oh, are thanks. A great vibe. He takes one to no one and for you're real. A great person. If you guys get a chance, follow Rena Calm on Instagram. Get her album. And I, I love the little vegan track you got on there. I think oh. it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's awesome. So, yeah. and it's called Comedy. Comedy. God, how great the is The next that? one, I think, Renaissance. What? I'm Spoiler oh. alert. Okay. Oh, Renaissance? I like that. <laughs> Renaissance. I love that. Rena Calm, my guest. Follow her on Instagram. You see her everywhere. Follow her YouTube channel. She's just the greatest. Thank you guys for watching. Rena, anything you want to say to him? Thank you. I love you. You're wonderful. Yeah, you said it all. Thanks so much. Two Geminis together. And you know how we say it by this time. You know the word. Pay.